why there's something about laughter, isn't there? Even if we don't understand why somebody's laughing, or even if it seems forced, it's almost impossible to stop a smile creeping onto our face. Laughter is contagious. It releases tension, breaks through our defences, and helps us connect with everyone from close family to total strangers. In a very real sense, laughter is an incredible gift. This is Signs of the Times Radio with Kent Kingston. I'm here with Julie uh, Gerges. She's a regular writer for Signs of the Times magazine. And in this month's edition, the August edition, she's written a great little article that's very positive. To laugh is to live. Thanks for joining us on Signs of the Times Radio, Julie. Thanks for having me. So what, what made you decide to explore laughter and to, and to write us an article about laughter? I mean, it's you know, sort of not your, your obvious topic. Well, I've always been inter- interested in health and I was just kind of Googling different topics and that, for some reason, I was drawn to and I didn't actually know there was su- such thing as laughter therapy. I didn't know it was a thing, mm-hmm. um, but I always knew that laughter is a, is a positive thing and it's just quite contagious and being around joyful, happy people, we're naturally drawn to that. Mm. And, yeah, the fact, the bonus was that it actually, as I researched it, I found that it has a lot of positive effects on our health, mentally, emotionally, and physically. So yeah, and that, um, uh, that's that, what I, I like doing. Yeah, and, and that's definitely worth sharing with other people too, I guess. So, yeah, so thanks so much for doing that. Um, are, are you a, a naturally a sort of um, positive, sort of happy person yourself? Do you, do you like to laugh or is it something you struggle with a bit? Um, I'm a bit of both. I can be serious when need be, but also... My father was quite a joyous, happy-go-lucky person, so I've inherited his traits as well. And I've had about 10 years' experience working with children, Mm. and even in researching it says that children are naturally um, joyful. And, you know, as we grow up and get into adulthood, we tend to become a bit more serious. Mm. But um, I think we can always tap into that inner child as well. So even being around children and I'm also a carer and I find great fulfillment in that and that brings me joy as well so yeah yeah, you know positivity is a good thing yeah yeah, absolutely and I guess as you're saying it really does smooth those um you know those relations between people doesn't it to to have that positive attitude to have have some laughs and yeah that's really good so in your research um you you've been looking into laughter what what exactly is laughter I mean it seems a strange thing it's a noise that we make out of our mouths it's not talking it's not communicating particular meaning it's sort of um involuntary you know sometimes we get the giggles and we just can't stop ourselves it's it's kind of like hiccups but <laughs> but associated with <laughs> with positive emotion what what is laughter well i don't know all the ins and outs but i do know it does affect the endorphins in the brain in a positive way mm. and an, another interesting fact that i found was that um even through fake laughter the body doesn't know if it's fake or not so in these laughing clubs people are just laughing not necessarily at anything in particular but it does bring positive effects to their their body and mind because we don't actually the the body doesn't actually recognize if it's fake or real laughter okay what well, sorry like laughing clubs what, what what's all that about 
Oh, well, it's it's like where people um, get together and, you know, they might be going through different things and because laughter is contagious, it's just a place where they can all just laugh at different things in their life and they gain energy from each other and, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. It, it sounds sort of similar to um, something I've, I've sort of heard about quite a few years ago, and I just looked it up the other day, actually, in preparation for this interview. Um, it's th- this idea, they call it um, laughing yoga. So th- this Indian guy um, basically was quite inspired by some of the research that he'd read about laughter and joy. Um, in, in particular, what one of the people he was um, inspired by was uh, a, a doctor at Loma Linda University in California. It's a, a Seventh-day Adventist a hospital there. And he read this guy's research and thought, wow, this is pretty cool. So he actually sort of mixed some of that medical research with some sort of yoga breathing, you know, that he has from his own tradition in India and started these, you know, yoga laughter uh, sort of groups and clubs. And yeah, they're all over the world now. And that's, I get that, that may be perhaps some of what's going on in the laughter clubs you mentioned, or, or maybe they're laughing under a different discipline, a different school of thought. I, I don't know, but it's, it sounds pretty cool. Um, so you, you yeah. mentioned the, um, that it has actual medical benefits when we laugh. What, what's going on there? What, what are some of those benefits? Oh, there's so many out there. Um, um, like laughter boosts the immune system. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, it, um, it boosts the, um, it triggers release of endorphins. So the body's natural feel good chemicals. Okay. And it pro- promotes an overall sense of well being and can temporarily relieve pain. Um, oh, wow. And also it lightens our load. I think having a, what I've learned in life, even I've always been able to turn a negative into a positive just through my um, outlook on it, you mm, know, yeah. and I think you know, laughing as well and just just having that positive mindset that, you know, things that we go through in life can make us stronger and better people rather than, you know, bring us down. It's like that saying, you know, we can become better or bitter. Um, be- yeah, be- yeah, better yeah. or bitter. Yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of a choice to a certain point, isn't it? And I f- find that really fascinating yeah. that you say that even fake laughter can have a, a certain amount of positive effect. I mean, in your article, you mention a, a couple of other things. You say that when we laugh, we tend to, you know, de- breathe more deeply and we actually use our full lung capacity. So it, it sort of cleans out our, our lungs in a way when we laugh. I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes I find that laughter turns into a bit of a coughing fit. So that you know that does certainly <laughs> tend to you know c- clear out that you know y- your lungs and and all that sort of stuff and you also say that that when you s- you call laughing smile out loud which is a really nice phrase i, I love that and you say that because y- you're you're working your facial muscles you're actually increasing the blood flow you know, around your face and to your skin serve surface and it actually sort of you know improves the the tone and and the look and the and the color of your skin and um, yeah so laughing even makes you more good looking, if if that were possible. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's right because you know if you see someone, they might be attractive, but they're always kind of depressed and somber. Mm. Yet you know someone else that you know is just happy go lucky. There's just an attractiveness. You're just naturally drawn to them. It's inviting. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, I think we naturally you know are attracted and and drawn in with someone that's got that warm heart. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Now you you cover a really interesting uh, case study in your article, Julie, and that's about the treatment of uh, post traumatic stress disorder with laughter. So, uh, in in what sort of situations are, are people likely to end up with uh, post traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, as we often call it? Um, people that have gone through traumatic situations, whatever that could be, and laughter just helps. It's a de stressor. So it, it can really help. It's a natural way to, to overcome. Even though laughter itself isn't a cure, you know, mm. counselling as well is helpful. Mm. But it, it is a natural and free way to, you know, um, help us look at our situations in a different light. Okay. And cool. it helps us with coping skills as well. So, Julie, in your article, you actually turn to a a fairly interesting source that, well, some people would probably find it unusual, that you actually turn to the Bible to find things about laughter and happiness and, and joy. I mean, I guess a, a lot of people see, you know, the Bible as this serious black book with, you know, serious rules about how serious Christians should live. But you actually found some stuff about laughter and cheerfulness and joy in there. Can you tell us about that? Well, I think it's a universal belief that, you know, people say laughter is is like medicine, you know, it's mm. good medicine. It's something I think we all believe, but a lot of people might not know that, you know, that's derived from the Bible. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I was at a retreat a few years back and one of the brothers had a beautiful picture of Jesus just smiling and, and you know, we often see paintings and illustrations of Jesus in more of a serious way and he just said, you know, well, of course Jesus laughed, you know. Um, he wanted us to have a abundant life mm. and just to note that, you know, joy isn't just about happiness. It's about getting through the hard times. It's just that it's a inner joy that, that Jesus gives us. Okay. And what I found in my life personally, yeah, just no matter what I face, I know that he's with me and it's just a con- consistent contentment of joy that I have in my heart. Okay. All right. Um, I just want to go back in some of the things you said just then, just to unpack those a little bit. First of all, you said that uh, Jesus offers us a, an abundant life. And, that, and that's actually a direct quote, isn't it? Jesus said, I've come to give you life and, and have it more abundantly. Like that's an actual quote from, from the Gospels, from the Bible. What, what do you think Jesus meant when he used that word abundant? What, was he talking about you know, an abundance of possessions, as we might think? Was he talking about wealth or was he talking about something else? Well, I believe just having him in our life is, is abundance. And um, like the scriptures say, seek him and all these other things will be added. So, you know, he's the one that gives, the person of Jesus gives us that abundance of joy, just having a relationship with him. Um, and all those other things just are added. Mm. But the main, the main thing is having him in our life. He gives us um, a peace and a joy that surpasses understanding. And it's not necessarily about our outer in, um, circumstances. Mm. Um, you know, we always have ups and downs as humans living on earth, but just having that inner reserve of joy can help us through things. Okay. So, so you're saying there's a, 
difference between happiness and joy. I mean, I've heard it said sometimes that um, happiness depends on what happens, but you're saying that joy yeah. joy is something deeper. Joy is something that can continue, uh, you know, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the ups and downs of life or, you know, what, what gets thrown at us. Is, uh, are you saying that's that's been your experience, that you've managed to tap into that joy for yourself? Yes, that's right, because uh, happiness is more fleeting. It's dependent, um, as you say, on outer circumstances. But uh, joy is like an anchor. Mm. It's always there, and it's found in the person of Jesus. Wow, okay. So so how do you actually go about like maintaining that, that connection you know, with Jesus and and maintaining that attitude of joy, you know, through all those ups and downs. I mean, it's very easy just to say, you know, on the way through, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy, I'm joyful because I have Jesus. But what, what does that mean in practical terms? Like, what do you actually do? What, what self-talk is going through your head or, or what spiritual practices do you have that help you maintain that, that attitude of joy? Oh, I feel like, you know, reading the scriptures, getting to know him through the scriptures and prayer and uh, an attitude of gratitude, like having a mm. thankful heart as well, that really helps. And like I said before, like even when we go through hard times, it can, you know, we can look at it in a positive way that, you know, something good can come of it. Our, our pain isn't in vain, you know, something good can come from that. And to know that God is always good, even though we might not understand it at the time, but, you know, looking back and in reflection, we can see why some things happen. And yeah, just to have that trust in him, I guess, mm. is important. Yeah, I think you used the word anchor before. It sort of gives you an anchor, you know, something to hold on to. It gives you a sort of a, a foundation. And it, it's interesting what you say about... Um, you know, being able to look back sometimes and say, you know what, that was a hard time, but I can still be thankful because of it. I actually got something good out of it. That's a that's a pretty tough thing for some people. And, and I guess the danger is that sometimes when your friend or someone, a family member is going through a tough time, it, sometimes it's tempting to try to sort of smooth things over and say to them, hey, you know, don't worry about it. The time will come when you'll look back on this and, and you'll be thankful for it. But I, I wonder if while they're right in the middle of that crisis, if it really is the best time to bring up that insight or if it's, you know, something that perhaps we should, you know, save until a, a little bit further down the, down the track. You, you know what I mean? Well, I guess just when someone's going through things, yeah, just to be a support and comfort to them and not lecture them as such. But yeah, just, I guess just to let them know that God cares and he's, he's there for them as well it can help. Hmm. Okay. So what what about humour and, and having a, a sense of humour? Um, do you find that's an, an important thing to have, just to have that attitude of, you know, looking around at, at the world around you, the people around you, and looking for an opportunity to laugh, to, to see the, the funny side of things? Is is that a part of a, a joyful attitude, do you think? Oh, definitely. It is good to um, see things in a positive way and, you know... Um, yeah, laughter yeah, really helps us to not fixate so much on the problem. But, you know, mm. yeah, if we focus on the problem, it, it can weigh us down. But if we can, yeah, just see things in a lighter way, it, it does help. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess in some ways, it, it um, if you're able to laugh about something, even when you're in the middle of it, and you know sometimes it's a fairly sort of grim, you know, dark sort of humour. 
in some ways what you're doing is you're you're distancing yourself from uh, from the difficulty from the the negative emotion from possibly the trauma um, that could be coming out of it and you're, you're actually stepping back and you're you're choosing to look at it in in another way I mean yeah that can be inappropriate at times but I think also it can be a real sort of defense mechanism in in some ways to be able to step back and say okay this is terrible but is there a funny side to this? And then I guess you've got to think, how do I express this appropriately so I, I don't, you know, upset someone else? But <laughs> do, you, do you see where I'm coming from there? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, but yeah, maybe not la- like laughing about it in front of people that could offend them, but just to still remain positive in a negative situation um, is a good thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that, you know, police and ambulance people and, uh, you know, you mentioned... Um, well, you mentioned in your article, I think, about people from the uh, from the military, you know, they often are quite well known for having quite a, a dark sense of humour. And I guess it's, it is a coping mechanism, isn't it? You know, to get through some of that hard, through some of those hard times and to try to avoid, you know, some of that trauma that, that could easily come out of that. So, uh, so Julie, have you put some of these strategies into um, into practice yourself, like in, in your own life when you've been going through a hard time? I guess you know everyone goes through hard times at, at some stage. Can you are you like willing to talk about some of those uh, things with us? Um, yes. Uh, well, um, over a year ago, my father died, and he had dementia, and Mum and I were looking after him. And even though it can be quite a stressful illness um, Mm. with dementia, people revert back to being a child in a sense. And he was always a happy-go-lucky and um, he'd say really funny things like with my mum, he he used to think he was still single and he'd say, oh, you're a lovely lady. Let's, you know, uh, meet my parents so we can get married. And (laughs) mum would be in hysterics (laughs) laughing about it. And it just showed me that, you know, the mind might have forgot, but the heart never forgets. And, you know, that love was still there throughout throughout it and at his funeral I organised it all and I wanted the minister to include that story as well. I wanted it to be a joyous day and I was smiling through it because I knew that, you know, he's at peace with God and he was out of suffering as well and I've since um, been going to counselling and I said to the counsellor, I always thought grief was more of a sad thing and he taught me that grief can be joyous as well. And that really helped me too. Because, wow. you know, usually when you hear the word grief, you associate it with sadness and pain. Mm, but mm. He, he taught me that grief can be joy. And, you know, even now I've had that peace from God about my dad and just remembering all the good times. And, and that, is, it, you know, even in itself is a part of grieving. But it's, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, the beautiful memories that I'll always have. Wow, that, that that's really special. You know, I mean, you, you and your mum had a choice there, I guess, you know, when your dad was was forgetting, you know, that he was even married to your mum. I mean, that that could have been a really upsetting thing for her and she could have, you know, been really upset about that. But it, it's so great that she was able to sort of turn that around and see the funny side of it. And, and as you said, you know, see that the heart of it, that the heart is that, hey, he's still attracted to her. There's still this this love, this instinct in him that was wanting to sort of reach out to her and, and connect with her. And, and when you choose to focus on that and see the positive out of it and see the funny side of it, it, it means that, yeah, when you look back on, on his life, you're actually able to to celebrate it rather than, you know, 
I guess, just mourn it. And of course there's sadness. There's got to be sadness. We, we've got to be able to release that as well. But it's, yeah, wonderful that you're able to see the, the positive side. Oh, hey, thanks so much, Julia. I really appreciate you writing this article for us in Signs of the Times magazine. And I really appreciate you coming on Signs of the Times radio to uh, tell us a little bit more about it. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for inviting me to for the interview. Today's episode was based on an article appearing in this month's Science of the Times magazine. A subscription is just $26 for 11 issues a year. To find out more, visit signsofthetimes.org.au. Signs of the Times has been published in Australia since 1886 and is proudly produced by Adventist Media. This is an Adventist Media podcast.